You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here, uh, founder of EXP Realty and uh, CEO as well. Uh, also, um, this is another expansion podcast, and uh, I'm excited to talk to Patricia Kateke. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Katiki, yeah. Katiki, um, a five-time icon agent out of Vancouver, BC. Um, I I don't know if uh, we where you ranked on the Canada stats, but last year you did a, a production, uh, maybe a team production, um, but production uh, 115 million, 149 sides. Congratulations! That's a, an you. awesome accomplishment. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much. Um, and yeah, so exactly that. We did about 115 million um, uh, uh, last year uh, uh, in volume, <clears throat> 149 ends is what that looks like in our market. I'm in actually the Van- uh, Victoria market. I love Vancouver, but I'm in the Victoria market. Um, so we're kind of, we always say we're kind of like Vancouver's little sister across the pond. Um, and yeah, we, you know, the team and I have been doing our thing, working hard in 2022. Oh, awesome. So now how long have you, uh, how long have you lived in, uh, in Victoria? So I've been in Victoria for almost 12 years now. So since 2000, well, kind of 2009 ish in, in the city of Victoria. So my husband and okay. I moved over from Alberta um, and uh, yeah, just decided that we were going to leave winter and those cold Canadian winters behind and come over to uh, the West Coast. Um, and we haven't looked back since and started our, our career and our business here since then. Yeah. So I, I was born actually north of Edmonton myself, personally. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I, I left not by choice, but, uh, but I left when I was uh, three years old. And mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't really been back since. I've, I've been to Edmonton once because I had to check out the mall because I heard <laughs> it was a kind of a cool deal. Sure. And uh, and and that was a, that was my my one time back in the the neighborhood. But um, now you've been um, you know eight years in in Victoria. You mentioned and uh, um, is this a team that you built? Uh, how did you go about building building the team, et cetera? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I feel like, yes, it's something I built, but then also that's something that kind of also organically came together by other agents on the team, attracting agents as well. Um, so our team is right now hovering at about 13 agents. Um, we were three when we came over to EXP from our traditional brokerage. And um you know, since then, yes, there's agents that, that have come on board with me, but there's also um, agents on my team who have just loved, you know, we've got a, a great culture or we, we certainly have found our tribe. And so they've also encouraged other agents to come on board or found other agents who are a good fit as well. Okay, excellent. Now, mm-hmm. um, now you you started your real estate career. It, it's, it, it sounds like I'm reading between the lines. Uh, you started your career actually in maybe Edmonton? Yes. So I I started by working for a busy builder. So I was an assistant to a busy builder while I was going to school. And um, that was probably one of the best experiences of my life. They were building almost 365 homes a year. So they were building a lot and we were working in one of the subdivisions. Yeah, a ton of homes. 
Um, and uh, uh, so my mentor was doing lots of production, heavy production, and um, taught me everything there is to know about a house from basically the ground up or the dirt up. Um, so I had a really good learning experience in the beginning um, and then kind of transferred over to BC and then uh, got licensed as a as a as a um, as a real estate agent, as a residential resale agent. OK, um, so how uh, one um that's a lot of homes to be building one one year <laughs> yes, in one market. Yes. Yeah. Um, and how how connected were you to the, I guess the, the the head of that company, or was it somebody in the company? Like where where were you sort of mm. in the like in that mentorship order? Who was who who mentored you? Because mm. obviously seeing that type of volume probably has played huge dividends. Yes, the huge dividends. So. When I started, I was definitely fairly low on the totem pole, like went in as an assistant university student, didn't even really know much about real estate or houses or any of that kind of thing, um, you know, in, in the sense that, uh, you know, that, that they needed. But um, <clears throat> so the owner of the company, the CEO of that company was in all of our sales meetings. Um, but I, I was working in a subdivision of somebody sort of directly below him. So so he was managing the construction process with the clients as well as doing the sales. My mentor was as well as doing the sales for a particular kind of area or like geographical area for the builder. The builder covered okay. all of Edmonton kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so through that, um, through my mentor um, and my, my sort of like area manager, that's how I learned the process of construction, of sales, of people management, of, well, basically all the skills you need to help somebody take a home from a pile of dirt into a place that they can move into with their families. So okay. that helped me understand the process. But you're right, um, Glenn, because when I did come to BC, one of the things that I found I didn't get at my traditional brokerage and probably lead into why EXP as well, but you know, I had seen this high level of production on the construction side, but also on the sales side inside of my sales center. And so when I was sort of in my office or, you know, working at that, um, at, you know, in my traditional office, I wasn't seeing that from the people that were sitting next to me, but I knew it could be done. And so that really prompted this, this um, search for, you know, where am I going to go to be surrounded by and inspired by people who are striving for these higher levels of production? Because I just didn't feel like I was getting that in my peer group at my brokerage. Okay, excellent. And so, mm -hmm. so that, uh, that put you on a little bit of a search, obviously discovered, uh, discovered EXP um, in, in that regard. Uh, so you, in a fairly short period of time, it sounds like you came over with three agents. Now you've got 15 agents. It's, uh, I guess, joined in 2018. So it's been, a, what, five years, something like that? Yeah, just over, to? about seven. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, and so no, it's, yeah, it's, well, anyway, it's been, it's been pretty, you've, you've obviously done really, really well in a, in a, in a, fairly short period of time scaling that business what's your what are your goals what's the what's mm -hmm. the the bigger vision is it mm -hmm. to just work on increasing production is it to expand into different markets is it um you know what what's your plans mm -hmm. um one of the things that i absolutely loved about the exp experience and even more so as it continues to grow because you're even 
in more countries now than when I joined um, the brokerage back in 2018 is uh, location independence. That's something that we just thought, isn't this incredible? Like we can pretty much expand and partner with people anywhere in the world. Um, and so for me, one of my goals is to be able to operate our, our business, my husband and I work together, so we'll be able to operate our business from anywhere in the world. So yes, expansion is up there in, in our goals and um, growing sales volume is up there, but also partnering with more people globally is something that we are really um, looking to this year. Now, are there any parts of the world? I know you're originally, I think you immigrated from Canada, from both maybe Russia and Uganda, which seems like a kind of a couple unique countries to be immigrating from so yeah. uh, those are uh, like uh where are you you know what was that like and then how does that mm-hmm. you know, has that shaped your thoughts around international expansion yeah i mean um also not necessarily of my will so i was about four when we when my mom and i left uganda and came to canada um, and it was a particularly sort of politically tumultuous time in in uganda we actually came to canada as refugees so I like to sort of tell that story because, um, yeah, we we just we had to get to a place that was safe. Canada was a, a place that it sort of took us in. I, I'm always kind of grateful to this country for that, um, and and then built a life here. So uh, yes, that process. I think for me, um, watching my mom be such a strong lady, and I think now that you know my family has gone through something like that, I know we can go through pretty much anything. Um, so that kind of has played into maybe my work ethic and some of my fortitude and, and um, a little bit, I would say, as well. Okay. For now, sure. now, international, you're, you're thinking about, you know, your you know, potentially location independence. Are there any mm. parts of the world where you're hoping to potentially either relocate to or, or work from? South America is definitely on our mind. Um, so we do have uh, two admins that work for us. Actually, we're, we're, I should say two full-time, one part-time admin. Two are in the Philippines and one is in Panama. And I think we just opened up in Panama last year. And so that started to, you know, cause us to think about some interesting ways that we could be connected there, especially because we have boots on the ground. So our transaction coordinator is lives in Panama uh, and has been with us for the past almost four years now. Um, so there's some exciting opportunity there for sure um, and that we're just kind of starting to explore uh, now that EXP is there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty cool. In fact, I'll be um, next month, end of March, for the first time, uh, I'll be going to Panama. Um, not specifically EXP related, but it'll be my first time going there. So got to get prepped with uh, malaria <laughs> pills and, and, right, uh, yes. and bug shirts and all that stuff. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Yes, um, exactly. So you're um, uh, um, now. What's been your your primary niche um, for your real estate business? Mm-hmm. Has it been more working with builders, um, or, or has it been something something more traditional? It has been something more traditional. I actually really wanted to leave the sort of the the new construction market behind i had a great starting experience there but um i found that you could go faster with residential uh so that was something that really appealed to me so not having to wait you know anywhere from 10 to 18 months for the product to be delivered to the client 
um, is something that was really appealing to me. So I've stuck with the residential resale market for that particular reason. Um, we've I've had some builders or like sold out a couple of projects or developments locally, but primarily we, we do residential resale. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so, mm -hmm. so then, what's your? How do you do your primary lead gen then on on your on your resale business? Yes. Yeah. Great question. So we do it all online, um, um, and we do encourage our agents to build pillars, but. Primarily, we're doing things like pay-per-click, we're, you know, Facebook ads, we're generating leads online on about 20 platforms, and then uh, driving them to our CRM. Okay, so and what, would, kinda... what, what percentage of your business does that represent? Is that 80%? Is it 100%? Is it 20%? Uh, it's closer to about 60% uh, would okay. be that the online lead gen piece. Um, and then the other pillars that we encourage agents to build are things like open houses. So, you know, going out and generating leads in the real world, <laughs> seeing people in the mm -hmm. real world, that kind of thing, especially when you're a newer agent and, um, you know, getting that feedback in real time from clients when you're in a home and, and you know what people think about it and, and they're freely talking about things. I think there's a lot of experience that you can build up that way uh, as a newer agent. Um, so those kinds of things. Uh We've also done things like going back to our existing past clients and sphere and doing appreciation events. Doing We used to uh, do an event called Pi Day where we would rent out a little farm with a little train and things like that and have clients come by and get free pies and things like that for Thanksgiving. Um, sending out birthday cards, anniversary cards on their purchase anniversary. So things like that to stay in touch with past clients and sphere. Uh, and then, um, so those are kind of like, our, I would say our, our biggest pillars. And then of course, encouraging agents to do things like never eat alone or things like that, where you're, um, where they're kind of farming their, their sphere or uh, working with their sphere and people who already know, like, and trust them as well. Okay. Awesome. So, um, so a lot of online lead gen, some, some just general uh, blocking and tackling open houses, yeah. just uh, community uh, building. And then how do you organize all this? What do you think, how do you, are you, uh, you mentioned Facebook. Um, yeah. um, do you have a favorite CRM? Is Facebook a, a, a social CRM for you? How do you guys play with um, the different ways to keep all these individuals organized? That's an interesting question about Facebook being a social CRM. Maybe I'll circle back to that. I have to think about that for a sec. I think it's a great relationship building tool. I think the one thing for me that like, you know, when I'm thinking about CRM versus social media is that you own your CRM. It, it's an asset for your business. You own the names and numbers and contact information in there. Whereas a social platform, it's great for staying in touch with people and having people see who you are, get to know your personality and see what you're up to, but you don't necessarily own it. Um, and, and so certainly you want to be putting names and numbers and contacts into an area like a CRM that you own, but using the social to, to be sort of out there and in front of everybody. Okay. And what, yeah. what CRM do you guys use? We use, so we just switched from Real Geeks literally about a month ago. We just switched from Real Geeks over to Sync. Um, we do, we use KV Core a little bit like, uh, so I know a lot of our agents on the team will put their past clients and their sphere into their KV Core areas and sort of right. create campaigns and things like that inside of KV Core. Um, but our ponds and where we sort of farm and uh, uh, is inside of our main team CRM and that's with Sync at the moment. We just switched over. Okay, awesome. Well, mm -hmm. ironically now, 
both Real Geeks and Sync are both owned by Fidelity, which is kind of interesting. A big title escrow company owns owns two of the larger CRM platforms that are out there. And right. uh, I used Real Geeks back in 2007, eight, nine. That was a big a big platform for us. Is that that uh, that platform and uh, um, uh, and we certainly at EXP we we rolled out Sync at one point. Obviously, we're now oh, KB okay. Core's kind of our platform, but uh, yeah, I, and I played with all of them because I was a big internet lead gen guy. So, right? So, Did you uh, have a favorite or? Um, no, I mean, uh, I you know, it's I, it, the interesting thing is is I had multiple websites a lot of times serving this exact same geographic market. So I might have a real geek site, and at the time, it was Real Geeks Wolfnet. Um, there was another platform called Source Solutions, which became got bought by Zillow, which became Market Leader, which you know became a bunch of stuff. So, um, I I was always playing with different ones and driving traffic to each one, and then um, and then I'd have agents that would be working in one or the other or both um, in, in different markets. So I I tended to like to have one of everyone. I was like I think of of websites and CRMs is almost like smorgasbords. You want a little bit of everything. So you can <laughs> sure. Yes. Sure. Um, um, but it also, we, you know, we got up to 45, 50 agents across multiple markets on the team. So um, that's why we had so many different platforms we played with. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I certainly agree that it would be nice to have a little bit of everything and to be able to pick and choose the features. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, what's a, what's an extra few hundred dollars a month? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, uh, if there was, um, you know, maybe if there's one, uh, if you could give one piece of advice to EXP agents, mm-hmm. uh, you know, based on what you've learned in this business, what would it be? Well, you know, for me, if I could go back in time, I would have joined EXP sooner. Um, it wasn't even in my province when I heard about it. So I was kind of, I had to sit back and wait for it to open up in BC. But I really think that, you know, as I kind of look back on my career, if I would have had opportunities to grow additional revenue streams while I was out there sort of pounding the pavement, working hard to build a business and to transact real estate sales, it would have been so incredible to have been building up a stock portfolio. I mean, I certainly wasn't building up a stock portfolio in the early days or, you know, build up rev share um, in the way that I can do over at EXP. So for me, um, it really opened up my eyes to to what am I building, thinking about what am I building with every transaction? Not everybody wants to necessarily build a team. Some people want to build, build giant teams, but you know, with every action that I'm taking, with every home that I'm selling, with every time that we put a, a sign in somebody's lawn or build our presence in the community, am I building something a bit bigger than just sort of my day-to-day grinding in the business? I would say I would think about that as early on as possible in your career. Awesome. No, well, great, great advice. And I think it makes, you know, once you've been in the business a while, you don't, in the beginning, you don't really know what's not there, but eventually right. you go, Hey, there's, there's a, how, you know, what does this thing look like at scale? What's my career path? And um, which one requires the least amount of brain damage to get to where I want to go. <laughs> that's kind of where, yes. where I think EXP sort of solves for, if you're if you're up for if you're up for brain damage and going out and you know building your own brokerage and trying to make that scale go for it 
But if you want to avoid the brain damage and get the benefits, come to EXP. You know, so. 100%. I could not agree or relate with that statement more. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, hey, yeah. Patricia, thank you very much uh, for sharing um, today. Um, and then uh, where can people follow up or, or, or track what you're up to? Absolutely. So I'm at Patricia Katiki um, uh, on Instagram. You'll see me, see me there. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, good yeah. stuff. Well, thanks Thank everyone you. for listening to this episode and uh, look forward to having you guys on the next one. Thanks everyone. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.